my children were not simply to consume my fruit. They were to produce mm-hmm. fruit. Mm-hmm. So that was became a, a prayer every day. Uh, each child got to, got to pick a fruit of the Spirit, and we prayed for that fruit for the whole school year. Hi, you're listening to the Zan Tyler Podcast. When my family started our homeschooling journey, there were so many decisions to make. But one of our best decisions was choosing to use BJU Press Homeschool. I've never seen my kids so excited to get textbooks before. I'm amazed by how interesting and interactive the lessons are. My kids actually look forward to them. We use the online video lessons for all our courses, but I know some families choose to teach from the textbooks. What I love is that I can trust BJU Press to uphold our values. The Bible and biblical principles are woven throughout each subject. I'll admit, I was a bit nervous when I started homeschooling, but I've found a wonderful online community of other BJU Press homeschool families and consultants. The Homeschool Hub also makes my job easier. I can set up our schedules and rearrange them with just a few clicks. On the dashboard, I can see each of my kids' progress, and the assignments page shows me quickly what's ready for me to check or grade. I'm glad my son's biology assignments are automatically graded. BJU Press Homeschool has given us the tools and confidence to homeschool our children. For more information, do what I did and visit the BJU Press Homeschool website or talk with your local HomeWorks consultant. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Zan Tyler podcast, where our goal really is to help you thrive on your homeschooling journey. Let me take just a minute to ask you to please subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen. And if this podcast has encouraged you, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It is amazing how much each review really does help us. We're available on YouTube now where you can watch our podcast as well as listen. And be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram where we have even more content and some really great reels. Today, we are concluding my conversation with my dear friend, Tammy Wood, about homeschooling, special needs, and adoption. If you haven't heard part one, please go back and listen. You don't want to miss a a minute of this incredible homeschool story. The Woods began by homeschooling their two daughters and extended their homeschooling lives for 16 more years as they adopted seven children from Asia. So I think you'll really enjoy the conclusion of this podcast today. So if somebody is interested in adopting today, Tammy, what should they do? First, they need to be praying. Um, and this is, I, I think we need to be careful that when we look at James one twenty seven, that we don't think about these as hypothetical, theoretical widows mm-hmm, and orphans, mm-hmm. right, <laughs> that we right. have real people, That's real right. people. And so there are organizations, um, uh, that you can, you can partner with that will give you pictures and names and, so, and that's where, you know, that's where like I made my mistake or I, you know, I did the right mm-hmm. thing, but my children at five saw pictures of these children that were, and mm-hmm. we were praying for them every day in our homeschool mm-hmm. by name. Now, you know, that wasn't their real name and we didn't really know where they right. were, Right. but that's yes. not the point. Is it? Yes, that's, that's what right. God does, mm-hmm. but it was, it was building that heart of compassion in them, mm-hmm. the knowledge that children these children had real needs. You know, I think so many times we don't give our kids um, enough credit 
to under, you know, we right. think, well, we have to shield them or they're too young to understand or whatever. But, um, but this is God's work and mm-hmm. he wants to work a heart of compassion in them. So I would say first, just make sure that you're praying, not hypothetically, theoretically, but find pictures, people in your church, and it could be widows or it could mm. just be, um, I don't know, immigrants, uh, there, there's, there's, you know, the Single Bible talks, moms. right, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. You know, it talks about the sojourners among us there. There's a large number of vulnerable people that your mm-hmm. kids can mm-hmm. be praying for yes. by name yes. and understand. Um, so in the elementary years, I would just constantly daily make that, you know, mm-hmm. praying for them. Mm-hmm. And then there's things that you can do, uh, um, if you have that widow that you're praying for on a regular basis, you're probably going to notice that, Hey, you know, we could go pick up their pine cones in their yard, or maybe we could, you know, my kids could make them an Easter basket and drop mm-hmm. it off or, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. find out when their birthday is and take them out for lunch. There are things that you can do that has nothing to do with an organization. Right. That's right. Um, so God will give you, he will, you will see those opportunities Mm -hmm. and you will be excited about Mm -hmm. moving into them. And sometimes they work and sometimes they don't. Like we had about 20 widows that we actually visited and did projects with and, and, and sometimes things worked and, you know, sometimes they didn't. But God calls us to serve and leave the results to him. Exactly. You know, and that's the, you know, that's the other thing that I feel like that as homeschooling parents, we can appreciate the fact that God doesn't give us children to simply be consumers, to be eating our fruit of the spirit. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they don't just munch on my patience, my love, mm-hmm, my mm-hmm, long suffering. Mm-hmm. Um, they're to be cons- uh, producers. Mm-hmm. And so as they learn to produce fruit, uh, and they go out into the world and uh, they need to realize I need patience because this person is not really into kids. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you start to, yeah, they, they pick up on that real mm-hmm. quick. Like, uh, I'm just annoying them. Um, and, and so then, but they have to learn that. Mm-hmm. They have to learn, mm-hmm. you know, I need to be patient with them. They may be the adult. So how does somebody choose between national and international adoption? You know, that is really God's choice. I really feel like that God gives you um, a vision. Uh, and it wasn't that we necessarily pursued international adoption, um, but we followed where God led. Mm-hmm. And so because my girls were leading this, you know, they were yeah, driving this yeah, train that's right. in yeah, so many yeah, ways. That's right. Um, so we just sat down with them. Okay, so what was this going to look like? It had to be a girl. And she had to be from China. <laughs> so we're like, all right, that's where we're going. And all of that to say that God had also put Bill in a profession where we had the resources to do that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, um, so talk to us a little bit about the finances, because I remember when the three came up, even y'all had some financial, <laughs> I mean, it was a stretch. It was a stretch. Um, you know, there, there was no organization doing a three for one special. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, it was, um, it, it, it was, and the organization themselves, like you cannot even afford this, but we felt like this is what God called us to do. So we began to pray. And um, when we did our other adoptions, we went to the bank and we took out a personal loan, mm-hmm. put up our house for collateral, you know, I mean, yeah. just like a homeowner's loan. So when we got started, we went to the bank and we were going to do the same thing. And they With turned the us three. down. 
Yeah, with the three. So the bank turned us down twice. <laughs> and they're like, no, you cannot afford this. You know, they too said you cannot afford this. So we went back to God and we said, this is your vision. How are you going to, how are you going to pay for this? And then one day Bill came home and he said, well, you know, we have the money in my retirement fund. We can just take all that. So we did. We took, and if you know how that works, you have a certain amount of time to pay it back. And so we knew we would get home with three more children and we would be all the expenses due with three more children. And somehow we had to pay all that money back to our retirement fund in three years. Mm -hmm. And I, and we did that. Now that was God. And what I want to say is that while the bank said we were a risky venture, giving your money to God is not a risky venture. Mm -hmm. He is a very good planner <laughs> and he knows how to manage our money. Mm -hmm. And so uh, trusting him with our funds within three years, we had paid ourselves back. And, um, and then we are at the point now where we have three in college. Right. And, and we're paying for that for the most part. <laughs> and that sounds, and, and that was one of the things that people said, how will you ever educate mm -hmm, them? Mm -hmm. And I knew, I didn't know how I was going to educate them. Um, but I also knew that I couldn't not do what God called me to do because I didn't know where that money was, was coming, coming from, from right. or because I didn't have the money in the bank. Mm -hmm. um, and that did take faith. Mm -hmm. And that really, again, is that just one step at a time mm -hmm. where you mm -hmm. just Okay, Lord. <laughs> and I thought, you know, there's no crisis management in heaven. God is not going to suddenly say, oh, <laughs> right. Oh, you know, college has gotten real expensive lately. <laughs> you know, there's, there's none of that, you know. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He really fine. does. And I think sometimes we think that that's just a metaphor for, you know, God is, uh, it's, it, the truth it is, is he owns all the resources. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we have to just trust him to bring them to our hands or show us how we're going to work and earn them at us, you know, mm -hmm. over mm -hmm. time. Um, you know, I don't know if this relates, but we also, we tried to give that work ethic to our children. Right. So the other thing that was, that was big in our house was, you know, let the Lord build the house. This is his plan. How does he want to pull this through? But also the vision for, um, let the children grow as Jesus grew. And this is very countercultural, but I think it's very biblical. When Jesus was 12, he was interacting as an adult mm -hmm. with adults, mm -hmm. with the truth of his word. And so that was our vision. When you become 12 or 13, you need to start thinking like an adult. Um, none of this, you know, act like it or whatever, you know, teenager, you're going to, you need to. And so that was our vision in, in growing them up. And I realized um, when you, ha when you're adopting children that are older or you have special needs kids, we're not necessarily talking about chronological age. You right. may be talking about their emotional age mm -hmm. or, you know, their abilities or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but still have that vision for them that they are moving toward adulthood. That's, that's what they need to be doing. Right. Um, so we, you know, we did bring them up <laughs> with the idea of if you want to do something like camps or retreats that our church is mm -hmm. doing, you need to go find a little job and earn the money to do that because that's. Okay. Oh my goodness. So they've been <laughs> my dog sitter and my house sitter ever since we started traveling so much. And now they're gone, Tammy. What I am I going to do? I ended the truth. You know, I am back to cleaning my own bathrooms. 
huh. take natural own trash. I know. It's, a, <laughs> it's a folding my own laundry. It's like, good grief. Yeah. But that was, chores were, they were a part of the family. They took responsibility for part of the work mm -hmm. there again they were producers they were not just consumers mm -hmm. so you'd add you know the question was what about people who are thinking of adoption pray about this if this is god's vision for you he will show you how that works mm -hmm. out in your family mm -hmm. it may be coming alongside another family like people came alongside me mm -hmm. um helping them either uh, in, in any ways there's just a multitude of ways i had a friend who came to my house probably for two years after we adopted the last three um, and helped me with homeschooling, just wow. reading with mm -hmm. them, talking with them, playing a game while I did something with someone mm -hmm. else. Mm -hmm. um, there's so many ways. Oh, I remember Joe read with the girls one night. <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, Joe was reading with Beth and Becca before they were probably reading, but yeah. they had memorized the book. Right, they had. But Joe is sort of funny, and he was rewriting these books. And so later they told you, Mr. Tyler is so funny, Mama, but he's not a very good reader. <laughs> <laughs> because he didn't get those words, words right. right. Maybe one of my favorite stories. Oh, yeah. So, and just in terms of the finances, just seek the Lord. Just seek the Lord. Um, when we started to adopt Rebecca, you know, I, I cannot say we did everything well. Suddenly, we had the idea, hey, we need to sell our house and build a new house because it wouldn't it be nice to have a new house? When we? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and so that was crazy and it was stressful. And so, but anyway, we were trying to sell our house. So we put our house on the market. Nine months, nothing happened. This couple came and made an offer, um, a little bit below what we were asking, but we were happy. And I'm uh -huh, like, yeah, we'll uh -huh. take it. The day we were to close, they said, we've changed our mind. We don't want to buy this house after all. We had already moved out because we thought that was the last day in the house. It was, uh, anyway. So here we were and we were like, okay. So we let them out uh -huh, of the deal. Uh -huh. um, three months later, Three we months. Put, That's a long time. Yes. When you're, yes. When you're waiting and yes. you're thinking, well, now it's, you know, what are we doing? We're, anyway, um, this, we put the house, uh, this woman came and she wanted to buy the house and her offer was 10,000 over what we were asking. Wow. And the Lord said, take that extra $10,000 I just gave you and put it toward the adoption. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. Now, how many, how many of us would right. have planned, well, you know, I'll just wait. God will just sell my house for $10,000 more. Right. You know, right. it's just one of those things. Um, when we were adopting Beth, Catherine was already in college. And then uh, Lucinda was going to college. They were both going to out-of-state private Christian schools um, that we were not getting, you know. Right. Like the Life Scholarship right. for Palmetto's or right. anything here. Yeah. None of that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but. That first year was the year we adopted Beth. And honestly, because of the scholarships that both of them amassed together, mm -hmm. we spent less that one year on the two of them in college than we had the previous year on just Catherine in college. That's amazing. Now you do that yeah, math. That's <laughs> yes, that's God's math. That is God's math. That's Isn't God's that the truth? Yeah. And yeah. how would we know that? And you're looking at Lucinda. You know, no one would have guessed that a child who was so dyslexic struggled 
and then we were even cautioned to say she may not graduate from high school in four years, much less ever go to college. Mm -hmm. Got a college scholarship. Wow. That's I amazing. mean, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. It is amazing. It is God's math. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and that didn't, you know, then the next year we were back to paying, but, uh, and then somehow when we had Will, Han, and Claire, you know, God, again, provided that money out of our, the resources that we had. Mm -hmm. And then I don't honestly even know how we paid it all back, but we did. Yes. Mm -hmm. awesome. uh, well, one of the things we talk about in this po podcast is not only surviving the homeschool journey, but thriving on it. If you had any advice to give a homeschool mom today on how to thrive in the midst of all the pressures of homeschooling, what would that be? Um, first, just there is no substitute for prayer. Uh, God himself is fighting for you. He is in there with you. And, uh, you know, Ephesians tells us that the battle is really taking place, taking place in heavenly places. <laughs> we only get there through prayer. We live here. This is a daily. Um, but through that heavenly places, prayer really makes a difference. And, um, you know, it changes our hearts. Right. It gives us then... Uh, that the steadiness to, to make it work. Mm -hmm. uh, second of all, just realize that God has a vision for your children. He is growing them up. So you can really trust him. Um, God is the superintendent of education. Yes. And the best one ever. Yes, yes. Yes. And so don't be afraid to introduce them to hard things in life. He really wants to grow them up. And I can honestly say that probably the hardest thing was watching when we adopted Will, Hannah, and Claire. Rebecca was nine. Hannah was nine. So they were the same age, just mm -hmm. a few months apart. Mm -hmm. um, Beth was seven, just a few months older than Claire at six. Right. Um, but watching them become their worst self. <laughs> um, and I hate to say that. I love you, Beck and Beth. But uh, it was hard. Mm -hmm. I was totally distracted. And they just took that opportunity to like... Hey, <laughs> mom is really busy. Well, you know. What kind of trouble can we get That's into? Right, exactly. I was like, girls, what are you doing? Like, and, and one of them literally said to me one day, well, they don't do anything you say. Why do we have to do what you say? I was like, because they don't speak English. You do? Like, oh. You know, but, um, so God really gave me a vision for the fact that my children were not simply to consume my fruit. They were to produce mm -hmm, fruit. Mm -hmm. So that was became a, a prayer every day. Uh, each child got to, got to pick a fruit of the spirit. And we prayed for that fruit for the whole school year mm -hmm. and, um, you know, produce whatever joy is in this person mm -hmm. or whatever. And um, this is an example of how God works that out in practical for the mom. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, there were, there was this one day that I remember very, I mean, it happened more than once, but one day I woke up and on my to-do list was so many urgent things that I felt like had to be done that day. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are things you have mm -hmm. to do. Right. That's right. Um, that I thought as a thinking person, I know I'm not going to get this done. I honestly felt paralyzed by the to-do list. Mm -hmm. So I did it. The Lord said, just get out of bed. <laughs> so um, First things first. <laughs> right. Got out of bed. I was so stressed. I really did not. I honestly did not know 
what to do first. It was mm -hmm. just paralyzing. I walked in and in our house, I walked around the corner, around the corner from my bedroom is the den. Beth is sitting on the couch and she looks up and she says, well, today was my day to do the dishwasher. So I just went ahead and did it. And that was her fruit of steadfastness, mm -hmm. of faithfulness. I knew what my chore was. I did it. And you didn't have to say anything. Now, in God's economy, what he did with that was he just filled my heart up. Saying, to be honest, my whole thought was, hey, I am now ahead of the game. We got the dishwasher <laughs> done. The rest of the day is a piece of cake. Now, is that really true? No. But that was my attitude. That mm -hmm. was the way I felt. Mm -hmm. And I do not remember anything else I did that day. <laughs> and that was what? 10, 15, 20 years. I mean, it wasn't 20 years because she's only 20 now, but it was probably, uh, it was several years mm -hmm. ago. And uh, nobody remembers what I did that day. Whatever was urgent somehow got accomplished right. at some point. Right. Um, but I went through the day feeling accomplished and like, I can do this. And, and so I ate her fruit mm -hmm. and her fruit filled me up. And your kids can do that for you. You know, on the days where you don't feel like you got it, Right. Then God right. will give them fruit if they've if they have that vision for I need to be producing fruit. I need to be faithful right. and and working. So Tammy, thank you so much for being here today. I know you're not on social media. So I think what we'll do is in some of our show notes for today's episode, we will put some advice for people who want to look more into adoption. Maybe we can come up with some resources together. Right, right. And those will be in the show notes. Right, right. And then, you know, just do what Tammy did. Right. Pray and for those organizations first and then God will show you that next step. And you know where to find me, zantyler.com, and you can find my social media handles there. We're so happy you could be with us today for this special episode of the Zantyler podcast. Thank you, and may God continue to bless your family. Thanks again for joining me today in this important discussion of homeschooling, special needs, and adoption. You know where to find me. It's at zantyler.com. And be sure to check out the show notes for more information on international adoptions. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, bye.